Welcome to the Pharma Podcast, conversations with industry experts and business leaders about important and current topics in Canadian pharma, biotech, and medtech. I'm your host, Sam Tarantino. On this episode of the Pharma Podcast, my guest is Michael Cloutier, founding partner of Accelerate Canada. Mike has been CEO, president, GM of at least seven Canadian companies, uh, including Searle, uh, AstraZeneca, Cody, Intermune, PTC Therapeutics, and Diabetes Canada. Mike is also a good friend and, and has been a, uh, a mentor of mine for, for many, many years. Mike and I will discuss the current commercial landscape for pharma in Canada, including its challenges and its opportunities. Welcome to the Pharma Podcast, Mike. Well, thanks very much, Sam. Good morning. I, uh, first of all, appreciate your very kind words and want to uh, let you know that the feeling is uh, completely mutual. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed our friendship over the years and and found your mentoring of great value as well. I also want to applaud your efforts with this podcast. I think these discussions and this dialogue in Canada is, is really important at this time. So uh, thank you and well done. So apart from my, uh, my brief introduction, um, what else can you tell us about yourself and, and what you do at, uh, at Accelera? Happy to. Uh, first of all, on May 14th, I'll celebrate 40 years in this business, and I'm very proud of that. It's uh, It's been a very rewarding experience, and I care very deeply uh, about what we do in the Canadian marketplace. About three years ago, uh, we set out to engage foreign-based pharmaceutical and biotech companies to accelerate the availability of innovative products to Canadian patients, caregivers, and healthcare professionals by offering the only true one-stop, fully integrated solution. We've enjoyed success by demystifying the Canadian market opportunity and really shrinking down the many misconceptions and myths uh, that exist. That said, pricing remains a significant concern for us in this country, and certainly the, re- the proposed changes from PM Paribas are creating a new round of concerns. The conversation is always about priorities, about risks involving the impact launching in Canada, and and what impact that'll have on other marketplaces. Our goals are very simple. It's to ensure that the leaders in the US, in Europe, in Asia Pacific headquarters are fully informed of all of the options that are available here. We recognize that there is both an art and a science to successfully launching, and that's our mandate partnering to develop the optimal strategic solution. Awesome. And so in previous podcasts, we've discussed various topics affecting uh, pharma in Canada, including proposed changes to the uh, drug pricing and, and reimbursement in Canada. Um, help us understand the current landscape in Canada. Um, what are the pressing issues that pharma executives should be considering when, when planning to launch a new therapy in Canada? Canada presents an amazing opportunity in marketplace, not without some issues that need to be managed. And I think for foreign executives, it's important to really understand, you know, exactly where Canada fits in the global marketplace. Um, Most executives are not concerned in any way with launching into a number of various countries in the European market, for example, or looking at strategic partnerships in South America. So Canada uh, provides a very profitable uh, and important marketplace for the executives. It's just really a matter of trying to figure out what the best solution is to have the strategy in place to recognize that on any given asset, on any given product opportunity, 
one needs to do a deep dive to understand what the best option is. And that's really the singular advice that I would offer. In your opinion, is is Canada still a competitive and attractive market to launch in? And, and will it remain a top 10 market to launch? Well, Canada is a top 10 market today and probably will remain at least in the top 15 in the foreseeable future. Uh, there are a number of areas that we need to consider and why it will remain so. First of all, we have a very competitive uh, and accessible regulatory process. There is a, a dated perception that we are a second tier country in terms of our regulatory process, but that's really no longer the case. We have a very competitive timeline review process. We collaborate with other international jurisdictions to leverage the work that's done elsewhere. We offer both priority reviews and conditional approvals to accelerate access, as well as very expeditious review times for devices. Secondly, the opportunities uh, are, are there for hybrid market access, and these are not well understood. Private market allows early access for some patients while we navigate the public process. Advocacy still works in Canada if there is a compelling unmet need. Getting astute advice early about how Canadian pricing will line up with international pricing is key. And finally, the opportunities in specialty markets. Key thought leaders, or KOLs, are accessible in Canada and connected, given the nature of our centers of excellence, national associations, and urban population. When companies engage these KOLs and uh, keep them well informed, you can quickly cascade adoption through them to community specialists. So why, why is it important that Canada remain a top 10 market to launch? Well, first and foremost, it's all about the patients. Canadians have the right to the availability and access to innovations that exist around the world and also those that are created here in Canada. It's absolutely essential that all of us in this business, all of us affiliated and associated with this business, remember that patients are our number one concern, very closely followed by the caregivers who, of course, are looking after and supporting them. Healthcare professionals in Canada are amongst the greatest in the world. And again, not only are they deeply involved in the creation and development of some of these innovations, but they should have access to them so that they can provide the best possible care. It's incumbent upon every one of us to ensure that we're doing everything to make sure that when we see innovation happening outside the country or within Canada, that we do everything possible to make it available for patients, for caregivers and healthcare professionals. So what are current pathways a company can invest and, and launch a new therapy in Canada? Well, given some of the changes in the access systems in Canada, companies are expressing more interest in solutions other than setting up their own affiliate, which of course is a viable option. We see more companies, more new companies interested in having a commercial partner launch their first product with a view to uh, set up an affiliate or, or have a different kind of arrangement once the rest of their pipeline kicks in, or also to find a distribution partner or set up some kind of a hybrid with some of their US staff and uh, or international staff working side by side with a commercial partner. 
The traditional bricks and mortar approach works when you have a sizable product opportunity or when you have many products in your portfolio. But there are other ways to get your lead product into the market effectively while minimizing risk and really maximizing attention. We are increasingly being contracted to find these solutions and we are also pivoting our value proposition to bring our individual functional expertise in this one umbrella, one-stop organization to companies that actually already exist here in Canada as well. Any uh, final insights you can share with, uh, with the audience? Well, I believe the first thing we all need to do is to, to promote the pluses, to ensure that leaders understand the importance and the value that Canada presents as a tier one marketplace. We must all do our part to strike down those myths to provide logical solutions and the guidance uh, that is necessary and not to let the misconceptions that dominate uh, far too many conversations uh, that they uh, that to have that influence in the decision process that's happening outside of Canada. We must continue to challenge, you know, bodies like the PMPRB uh, about their changes and to work to develop a better policy infrastructure to ensure affordable access. The price concerns are real, no doubt, and they are justified in some ways. But we need to remind Canadians that the pharmaceutical and biotech product innovations are amongst, if not the most economic and efficient care options available. We need to, to uh, resist government's ploy to divide and conquer all of the constituents. We need to, to speak. We need to, to play off each other on the, on, on the key opportunities. We need to make sure that uh, all of us as constituents are working together. Only through a united working process can we develop a strategy and a plan to improve access using resources efficiently and proactively promoting a healthy promoting healthy living as the most critical means of succeeding. Mike, thank you for uh, being a guest on the Pharma podcast and and sharing your insight. How can our listeners connect with you? Uh, well, the easiest uh, way is to go to our, our website, www.acceleracanada.com, or uh, you can certainly reach out to me directly. I'll make my uh, email uh, connectivity and mobile available. Contact details for Mike are also available on our website at thepharmapodcast.ca. Thank you for listening. The Pharma Podcast can be found on our website at thepharmapodcast.ca. The Pharma Podcast is also available to listen to for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, and now YouTube. Thank you to our sound engineer, Errol Francis. Please subscribe and follow me on LinkedIn to stay up to date on future episodes. If you would like to be a guest on this podcast, or if there is a topic we should cover in future episodes, please connect with me via LinkedIn. 